0: I'm sure you've heard of the miracle people who died and came back to life while under the knife, who claimed to have seen heaven. I will not deny nor besmirch their stories, but I will say, it's not what I saw. The story starts when I was 12 years old, living in my childhood home with my family. It all started with me waking up one night to the soft sound of a radio coming from the hall. Now it was close to midnight, no one was awake but me, the only thing in the hall that should be there was a fan due to the heat wave from that year and my family's belief in saving funds. I was on the top bunk of a bunk bed and I didn't want to wake my brother who was sleeping soundly below me, so I creeped down the ladder and walked quietly to the hall. I kept hearing the soft gzzzt, gzzzt noise coming from the hall. As I got closer to the door, suddenly the connection got clearer. I heard music playing. Casey Kasem's top 40. As I reached the door, I heard, "'Coming up next is only the good die young on our top 40,' as I passed out, seeing the fan down the hallway and nothing more before things went black. I woke up with a bloody nose and in my mother's car. "'What happened?' I said. My mother was freaking out and slightly in hysterics. "'It'll be okay,' she kept saying as I passed back out. I woke up to my mother asking if I could walk, and I said I could, so I walked to the door of the late night emergency room. Apparently I'd lost a lot of blood, and my face looked like a murder scene. We got in to see a doctor, and he pulled out a scope to look at my nose and ears. He seemed concerned and leaned back. I haven't seen this since my days in school. Ma'am, I may need to refer you to a specialist. It's now May 2001, and I remember the buildup to surgery. I met the specialist and he immediately diagnosed it as juvenile pharyngeal angiofibroma, basically a giant ball of blood clots hanging off my brain stem that unfortunately required reconstruction as well as plastic surgery and could have actually killed me. It's all cleared out now, but to get to the part you've been waiting for, I died, twice in fact. I don't remember the first time as I woke up after their attempt to resuscitate and passed out due to the pain of, well, my face being off. Sorry for that image, but on to the second time. I do remember in detail. Here's the story. I remember very vividly waking up and looking around. It was like being in a black and white TV show. I sat up and noticed that my body was behind me. I freaked out. I'd seen enough cartoons to know what was going on. I was cold, not breathing, and looking at my own somewhat swollen face. People all around me, not moving. My mother at the foot of the operation table, her face in horror, looking at me as if she could see me. I cried out to her, but she did nothing. Everything was moving in slow motion. I looked at the doctors and then myself and sighed. I stood up and started to walk. I heard whispers voices calling me. Boy, boy, come this way. I follow the noise. Boy, we need to talk. I walk to the door and reach for the handle out of habit. I fall through the door and look down the hallway to see two cloaked figures. I breathed, well, what felt like breathing. Smelled of sage and rosemary. The cloaked figures waved me to come towards them. Boy. We mean you no harm. I stood my ground and glared at them as I tried to speak. You cannot talk, boy, but we understand. They floated towards me, the smell wafting and getting stronger. The hoods came off and I saw two smiling figures wearing deer skulls and looking down at me with wonder. The words billowed out of their mouths in chorus and with smoke-like wisps from the end of the skulls. These beings were six feet tall. Their cloaks were dark cloth, shimmering like they had stars on them. We have to put you back. They shoved me towards the door. I remember their burning hands against my chest. You aren't ready to leave yet. They pushed me again. You need to find us again. Just remember the names. I remember an intense feeling in my head, and I fell. I fell for what felt like hours through darkness. I woke up in my hospital bed, their smell and voices remaining in my head. Names was apparently the first word that came out of my mouth. It was more like arms because of the cotton in my mouth. But I had been asleep for four months after the surgery. To this day, I remember it vividly. I do dream about the situation around the anniversary of my surgery, but instead of pushing me, it's like the figures are old friends of mine.
1: Hi, I'm Jamie Markey.
0: And I'm Michael Tatum. And this?
1: Is Ghoul Intentions, and that was so scary.
0: Oh my fucking God, yes it was.
1: <laughs> it's terrifying. That was such a good story. Alex! That was Alex, a story from Alex, honey! Ah, oh, so good. Woo.
0: God damn, Woo. I don't, I mean, I choose to believe that maybe they're just good spirits from some weird Scandinavian tradition that goes back to his heritage. I don't something. know. I, I don't know. know, I don't know. But if I saw them in a horror movie, I would instantly expect to hear screeching violins or like just that monotone rumble that, that yes. signifies something evil
1: happen. Yes. No, no, <sighs> God. Oh my gosh. And I didn't know that about, I didn't know that. All I time didn't know much. that either. Oh, not at all. So we know, we know Alex. I am
0: very glad you're alive, Alex. Yes. Needless wow. to say. Wow,
1: okay, so. Uh, this month...
0: <laughs> we're, we're, we're shook. Doing, that story we're shook, shook us. It shook us. Alex is a friend of ours. Uh, those of you, if you were uh, on the Discord, Alex yes. is one of the admins yes. on the Discord. Mm-hmm. And he's a friend. Uh, he goes to a lot of cons with us to help us out and whatnot. Yes. And he's just generally an amazing person. So we love him to death. Yes. And he sent a story, so Of course, we had to read it.
1: Of course. Of course. We didn't realize it would traumatize us and probably you. So we are sorry and you're welcome. Um,
0: <laughs> this month, we're doing
1: College Ghosts.
0: Yes, yes. Spirits
1: of different colleges. And
0: so... uh, And last week we did the typical thing where we kind of did... We took two different colleges and focused on them. Right. Um, But there's so many haunted colleges. And I thought thought it'd be fun this week Mm -hmm. to kind of focus on... uh, I just want to kind of do some research and look at just like some personal stories that people have had at college. Because those are actually, when you're doing research on haunted places, especially uh, historical haunted places, like most colleges tend to be, it's actually hard to find personal stories. Mm -hmm. You have to really, really dig. And so I'm like, "Ah, let's go the opposite route and just kind of look at these stories and just look at some personal accounts that we've been able to find
1: uh, on Reddit and whatnot. And that's the thing too with, with, you know, colleges and universities, especially... We don't hear about them commonly being haunted. Like, oh, you know, this university is haunted. Like, oh, you know, that prison's haunted. Oh, you know, that hospital's haunted. Oh, you know, that old building's haunted. It's not as common, but... If you're That's ever at of one the of the schools, or you know, people you know. know the ghost stories on their colleges. Yep. They're just yep. not as yep. well known uh, across. So I thought that was a great idea to tell some individual stories before we get back into yeah. investigating particular. Yes, yes, because we
0: have some some really good ones coming up for the next episode that we need still need to do more research on because yes. colleges. Turns out there's a lot of info on There is a lot, a lot to sift through. It's true. So just to tide everyone over while we look up the really haunted stuff, like the really super cool historical stuff, we thought, well, let's just get let's gather around the campfire and tell some college some ghost good stories. Good college
1: ghost stories. So thank you Reddit,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and all the lovely people on Reddit that that uh, provide those stories. That provided these stories.
1: Okay, am I starting? Yeah, you start. Okay. You
0: start because I did the cold opening, so that all seems right. fair.
1: This is called Ohio Off Campus by alex ode Alexa-ode. Alexa-ode. <laughs> I think mean, it's Alexa-ode. That makes more sense yeah. now that I look at yeah. it. Alexa-ode.
0: These are obviously usernames and yes. we have no idea. We're doing our best. <laughs>
1: There's a, some sort of and ambulance. You know what? And that,
0: that ambulance is doing its best.
1: It's, it's about to round the corner.
0: Hold on. Oh, it- <laughs> it's
1: coming around the corner. <laughs> okay, now it's going past us. Okay driving off into the wherever it's needed. Okay. Kate, my friend, moved into off-campus housing at Ohio University earlier in the summer than most students. Thus, she was all alone with only her dog to keep her company for the first few weeks. Right after she moved in, small things of hers would either go missing or move to odd places and rooms. She initially chalked this up to her being drunk a lot since she was bored over the summer and had nothing else to do.
0: (laughs) That's college for you. Not sure if haunted... Or just drinking.
1: Was it the drugs? Was it the alcohol? Was it the ghosts? I don't know.
0: Again, another John Mullaney joke. I call him a lot because he's great, but he was like, College was awful. I didn't know if everyone hated me or if I just needed to sleep.
1: (laughs) It's a little call me. me. Um, She thought she must be moving things when she drank and didn't think much of it. The only odd thing she noticed towards the beginning was her dog consistently barking at seemingly nothing. Again, she didn't think much of it to begin with. Her first indication that something weird was going on was when she found one of her bracelets shoved into her pillowcase one night. It's fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) She knew that no matter what, drunk or sober, she would not have put the bracelet in there.
0: There's an absolute fucking limit.
1: Yeah, right? (laughs) And it's, you know, they don't normally just pop off your bracelet if they're fitted. Um, It was it was one her mom had given her years ago and she wasn't very fond of it. In fact, she didn't realize she had brought it with her to college until she found it in the pillowcase. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> she started feeling a little uncomfortable with the things moving around the house. I
0: fucking dare I dare say she did.
1: Yeah. But ignored it for the most part. I mean, as what are you we do? all do. The night that things came to a head, she was getting in the shower, which was located in the basement of the house. As she was getting in, she took a magnetic butterfly clip out of her hair and stuck it to the bottom right-hand corner of the mirror. After she was done, she stepped out and looked at the mirror. The butterfly clip had moved from the bottom right-hand corner to the top left, and you could see the streak mark in the fogged-up mirror as though someone had dragged it across the mirror without picking it up. <laughs> you know, if it was at the top corner and went down, that would make sense. But from the oh, bottom corner, that's not nice. something's
0: definitely going. Like, hey, look at me. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. No, fuck that. No.
1: Of course, and into the bathroom. That's unfair. It's it should it's be such off a limits. Place. It really is. Yeah, of at course. At some point, we
0: need to do like a, a smattering of ghost stories um, that in people bathroom? experienced why they while they were on the toilet.
1: Yeah, just to really get us all like, creeped really, out. Yeah, I mean, t- I feel no like it's one of the creepiest
0: things. It's like ghosts, ghosts ghosts on the commode.
1: On the commode. <laughs> or in the shower. <laughs> of course, at this point, she's freaking out. So she calls her mom to tell her what happened. She grabs her phone and her towel and heads from the basement, through the kitchen, up to her room, on the second floor, to change clothes, all while on the phone. As she is heading back downstairs to grab the rest of her things from the basement She backs through the kitchen, and every single pantry drawer and door has been opened in a minute or two that she was outside the room. She freaks out, grabs her dog, and decides to stay at her friend's place for a few days. I get up. A few days, (laughs) yeah, nope. A few days later, her friend's landlord kicks her out for having a dog. She decides to head back to the house because she knows someone is going to sublet one of the rooms for the remaining two months of the summer until her friends come back for school. She doesn't know the guy, but she knows she will feel more comfortable with another person in the house. When he gets there, she warns him about the weird things that go on, but he doesn't really believe her. She soon finds it's out typical. that he is kind of crazy. <laughs> he likes to do a lot of drugs and drink a lot, which makes her feel uncomfortable, but she doesn't say much. There's still What's an, that? right? She's the crazy one. What are you gonna do? Goes. Like, yeah. I don't
0: believe we go, that's crazy. Now move over, I'm gonna do this eight ball. <laughs>
1: There is still an odd feeling to the house, and doors would randomly unlock or lock and open up when no one was there. But Kate decides that whatever is in the house isn't malevolent. She would talk to the ghost to make sure that he or she knew she wasn't there to cause trouble, and it seemed to help for the most part. Even with all the things moving all the time, she never felt threatened. The only thing that frightened her was the kitchen chair. Whenever Kate would leave the house for an extended period of time, a specific kitchen chair would always move around the first floor in odd places and positions. She would find it tipped over, upside down, on top of the table, etc. And every time this happened, she knew it was something evil. One day, she came home, opened the door, and the chair was directly in front of the doorway, She felt so much that someone was sitting in it and staring at her that she closed the door and entered through the back before moving the chair back to the kitchen. At this point, the guy that was subletting the room was still living in the house, but Kate was growing to dislike him even more. I can't imagine why. (laughs) One night, they had both been drinking and fell asleep on the living room couches. She wakes up late at night to the guy, let's call him Steve because I can't remember his name, stomping (laughs) around the house yelling, She follows him upstairs, and he is trying to get into the attic, yelling about voices that won't stop talking to him.
0: Hashtag fucking attic.
1: It's like gay or European. It's (laughs) drugs or hearing ghosts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or or does one just make it easier to hear the other? Yeah,
1: that's true. Ah, She is freaked out but can't hear a thing and is more mad than anything else about his erratic behavior, so she yells at him to get the F out, Get the fuck out, I'm sure, is what they meant. Uh, (laughs) Or she will call the landlord because she is sick of his behavior. He leaves that night, only taking a few of his things and leaving the majority of his possessions in the room he was staying. Mm. About a month after Steve left, he still hasn't picked up any of his stuff, and Kate is worried that he won't come back to get it before her friends move back into the house. One night, she is dead asleep when she wakes up to what she thought was a pounding on her bedroom door. As she sits there, terrified, she realizes that the sound is coming from every single door in the house, as though multiple people are slamming their fists into the doors in unison. Rude. That is when you piss your pants. (laughs) The first time, I'm assuming. Her dog is going crazy, so she finally opens the door and the noise stops. Predictably, no one is there. And as she looks around, every single door, except for the front and back, has been opened even though they were all closed before she went to bed. As she is standing on the top of the stairs, there is a knock at only the front door and then a yell. Steve had come back to get his stuff one month later at two in the morning.
0: <laughs> Asshole.
1: I know. Looking back, Kate thinks it was the ghost trying to warn her because it knew that she wasn't fond of Steve.
0: That's very nice of the ghost. That is. Still, I mean, God, can you write a letter or something? Right,
1: Kate. Kate pays attention. We'll find out. She lets him in, and and he goes upstairs to get his stuff and starts throwing a fit. She goes in after him and asks, and he asks why she moved his stuff. Every single item in his room was in a pile in the middle of the floor, (laughs) including his furniture, most of which had been up against a wall, was shoved as much toward the middle as possible. Uh. Kate hadn't been in there since the day he left. A lot of other weird stuff happened, but the only two other two instances that she told me about happened after her friends moved back into the house. One morning, her roommate was walking down the stairs and glanced into the living room to see a man hanging from the rafters of the ceiling. They lived in a very old house, which had barely been remodeled. She screamed and then he disappeared. When Kate went back to her parents for Christmas, they decided to play with a Ouija board to ask the ghost questions.
0: (sighs) Oh, You should be studying. When Kate
1: Kate jokingly asked if he watched her in the shower, the creepy answer was yes. Oh, God. Don't ask them that. If you don't want to know the answer, don't ask the fucking question. (laughs) Oh, God. That's a rule of questions. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Yeah, college is stressful Showers. enough without having
0: to fucking share your your off-campus college like dorm, whatever. I know. With a, Did you stay at a, a dorm? A, a go or a house? Housing. Did you stay at
1: the dorm? Hmm? Did you stay at the dorms? Yeah, I stayed at a dorm? Yes, at dorm. Okay.
0: What dorm? Oh, what the fuck was it called? It was named after a woman. Oh, uh, I don't um, know.
1: Um, I stayed in Walker Tower. Walker there was, Tower. Oh, was there I remember Adams and Tower. another. The towers, the, the towers, We stayed in the. We
0: stayed in. It was actually. It was. Start with a C. Uh, maybe. I'd honestly
1: have I can't to it I not didn't stay there. They were nicer.
0: Yeah. Ours were ours were <laughs> A little okay. bigger. They, they were a little bigger. Like, it basically looked like a, like an apartment complex from the 60s. Yeah. With like, I think it was five stories, maybe six.
1: Yeah, it was a shorter. It, and, but uh, yours were nicer because ours were, were they tiny. They were a bit
0: nicer. There was a little coffee shop on the ground floor.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, a little commissary. Uh, it wasn't bad. It, yeah. they, had, they had two elevators that were slow as fucking Christmas, so I always took the stairs. Right. Um. But yeah, I'm just telling you, like how stressful it is like to have not just a ghost, but a roommate who's a total fucking Ugh. you know, druggy nutjob. Well,
1: and the other stuff you may makes you wonder what he brought
0: yeah. with him. It sounds like the ghost didn't even want him. The ghost was like, right. You gotta fucking go. Well, and if she, There's if, only room for one scary fucker here.
1: Right. If there's already a ghost that, you know, is watching her in the shower and is protective of her
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's and, being white knighted by a goddamn ghost. <laughs>
1: But if there's something, if he brings some sort of negative something with him, yeah, then it could be why he was being fucked with. I'm not sure. Yeah, but- weird.
0: Think about it, like maybe ghosts don't really necessarily have a, a personality, so to speak, or like an energy until like whatever human brings that energy in the room. So mm-hmm. imagine being a ghost and being like, I want to say hi, but because the only energy I've got to work with is negative, I got to like move a chair around and scare the shit out of me. Right,
1: yeah. Well, and there's some, you know, people that say that sometimes addiction is caused because of some sort of paranormal mm. activity being around you. Mm, so maybe. it makes you wonder too if that's if that's just what he was bringing in with him. Mm. Mm. It was bringing in a lot of shit. So I'm glad he's out. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh yeah,
1: But also okay. to the idea of walking down and seeing someone hanging from the rafters of your old fucking house. Ha- no, yeah, that's terrible. You don't I don't
0: see don't that. See- ooh, ooh. Uh, uh. Okay, I've got mm-hmm. one from. Okay. This is Gettysburg College. Ooh,
1: uh, it's
0: like a, it's a couple little stings that happened there, apparently, and it's, uh, it's posted by someone that goes by the online moniker of Silhouette of the Sun. Oh. Uh, Some preliminary info about Gettysburg College. Union Signal Corps officers looked out from Penn Hall's uh, cupola on the battle's first day and Confederates later held the building which was struck by projectiles, but not significantly damaged. The building also became a hospital for hundreds of soldiers from both North and South. Haunted. Uh, yeah, like everything fucking related to the Civil War is haunted as fun. Haunted. Two Gettysburg College administrators were working late one night in the early 1980s in their fourth-floor offices at Pennsylvania Hall. The building is one of the oldest on the campus. During the Battle of Gettysburg, it had been used as a hospital. After completing their work, the men left their offices, entered the elevator, and pressed the button for the first floor. Inexplicably, the elevator passed the first floor and continued on to the hashtag Bucca basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh. When the doors opened, the administrators could scarcely believe their eyes, nor will you probably believe what follows. What they knew to be storage space had been replaced by a scene from the Civil War <gasps> hospital. No. Dead and dying men were lying about on the floor. Blood-covered doctors and orderlies were rushing about chaotically, trying desperately to save lives. No sound emanated from the ghastly sight, but both administrators saw it clearly. Immediately upon reaching the main floor, the administrators hurried to the campus security office about a hundred yards away. Um, Thinking fraternity prank, the guard on duty, now chief of security at the college, it so happens, ran to the building to investigate. But when he reached the basement, there was nothing. Tim Lynn, chief of security at Gettysburg College, remembered the incident. Quote, I would have to say that something frightened them. I can't explain it. Although I don't believe in ghosts, I guess to a certain extent, I believe that they saw maybe what they said they saw only because I know them to be credible people. A related but separate incident involving the same building. One of the creepiest things that students on the campus of Gettysburg College are likely to encounter is the apparition of a Civil War soldier standing guard on top of the cupola at Pennsylvania Hall. The ghost, who is thought to be a signal man from the time when the Confederates held the college, often aims his rifle at students <laughs> on the ground. And over the years, a number of alarming reports of a gunman on the tower have been investigated by campus security only. Uh, to find that the locks were secure and the tower was, in fact,
1: empty. Ooh. Can you fucking
0: imagine being on an elevator and the doors opening up oh, and you're God. like, what the fuck am I looking at? That's, ter- that's terrifying to me and also fascinating.
1: Yeah, just like how, like what is that? Is that like a, a parallel universe, time slip type of thing? And then they walk through it. They don't just stay on the elevator and go somewhere else. That's what I would do. I'd be like, this is obviously not my floor. Let me, <laughs> let me <laughs> well, find a different floor. Well, the elevator
0: didn't want to go up. The elevator didn't want them, or didn't want to take them to the first floor. They had to walk, apparently, and oh. take the stairs. I think it's like oh, I, guess, I okay, the story. Or okay. maybe, I, it's not clear. It's actually not clear in the story whether they finally got the first floor button to work. Right. Or whether they walked through it. But I'm like, uh,
1: Oh my gosh. Ugh. Um, uh,
0: no. My the only time, one of the only times I've actually ever... I mean, I've had a lot of ghostly experiences, but I've, it's very rare that I've seen an apparition. In fact, I think it's only happened twice um, that I say it's like I was wide awake. I know it wasn't sleep paralysis or anything else. Like I was wide awake. And one of the, was it? A, I was at a... Um,
1: huh? It's happened thrice. You? You. What's my third time?
0: I've got the the, battle, the Civil War battlefield uh-huh. ghost I saw. Um, the one on Katie. Tr- oh, and the other, well, yeah. Oh, never mind. Oh, no, wait, four. Four, because there's been three in my building. <laughs> I still think one of them... The ones in the building could be people. Right. That were just...
1: Very fast. Very fast. And And could get through locked doors.
0: Should be. Well, yeah. Okay, never mind. But the Um, one I saw on the fucking trail was... And the one I saw at the uh, Civil War battlefield when I was a kid. I was about 14, 15. I had gone on a road trip with my mom uh, and my dad. We'd all gone to see some Civil War battlegrounds. And I forget... I forget. It was... I fucking forget now. I have to ask my mom which battleground it was. But we were we got there super early, and we only um, we were the only people on the tour because we mm. got there so early that the the person running the gift shop was like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll take you on the tour." It was like a little house um, mm-hmm. that was like in the middle of one of the battlefields or something. So it may have been Gettysburg. It may have been. Fuck, where was it? It was, I can't remember now. But I remember just seeing this guy, one of the, who I thought was a reenactor, walking around the cemetery. And uh, I just saw him every every time we'd like, I saw him from the house first when we'd, we'd be upstairs in one of the rooms and I'd be looking out the window while we're getting the spiel about what happened in this room. And I look out the window and there's this guy just kind of walking around, smoking a cigar as big as you please. He, I remember thinking he looked like Mark Twain. Oh, yeah. But tall, like really tall. And he was wearing like a, a leather apron mm. and it looked covered in blood. Oof. and and i remember seeing him again when we went outside to cross to where the gift shop which was a separate little building or something i think it was a gift shop or was it a some separate building that was part of the tour so we had to go out of the house and as we were crossing i saw the guy again only he was he was a different section of the cemetery this time Oof. and i didn't say anything cuz we were busy you know being being uh, lectured to <laughs> And uh, but afterwards, I, I asked my mom and dad, I was like, because I, I was kind of offended. I was like, read it out. Like, what the fuck is with the battle? Like, the doctor? Like, there's no one else out here too in real. costume. It's Two um, real, guys. And like, it's, it was kind of like with the blood. Like, that seems a little tasteless to me. Like, as a kid, I was very concerned. And, <laughs> um, and now i Before been like,
1: your goth phase, then you would have been like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and my mom and dad were like, what? There was no one there. There was absolutely no one there. Yeah. We saw no one. Mm. And so I was like, okay. But it was on a civil, that was my, that was my probably, that was my first, my first apparition. It was probably a Civil War doctor. Oh, wow. So I can imagine going to college. Also, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. College is a really fucking stressful time. Uh-huh. And so there's a lot of negative energy stirring mm-hmm. at a college generally mm-hmm. especially at certain times of the year because everyone's freaking out everyone's stressed there's for the first time you have young people uh away from home many of them for the first time in their lives having to be adults there's pressure it's like damn that's going to
1: That's a lot like, of energy.
0: Studies have shown that that kind of energy does tend to uh, be a strong a strong correlation between that kind of uh, emotional energy and and shit happening.
1: Right. Right. So, uh. <laughs> Hashtag Speaking Honna of,
0: hashtag Gettysburg. Uh,
1: hashtag run away. <laughs> oh. All right. So, this is the Haverford Sleep Paralysis from John Whitney Petit. Petit. When I was a freshman, at this is England. This is England, yeah. Oh. Petit. Sorry. Um, when I was a freshman at Haverford College in 1982, 1983, I lived in an old house on campus, formerly known as Woodside Cottage, then known as the Margaret Guest House. This house stood there for several decades prior to the founding of the college in 1833. It continued to be a functioning farmhouse for a number of years thereafter. I was a student intern in a program for the cross-cultural study of religion and shared the house with an Indian professor of philosophy, his wife, and three children. My roommate Jeff and I share the spacious third-floor apartment. It was not long before I noticed an unusual amount of noise late at night. I seemed to hear even more noises when under the influence of cannabis. This is not a surprise.
0: <laughs> College and cannabis, What?
1: what? Loose, uh, lowering the wall in cannabis. What? What? (laughs) Here's the rule. If you can dance better while on a particular drug or alcohol, you can see ghosts better. That's just the rule. (laughs) That's how it works. If you're like, oh, yeah, I can dance now, most likely you can see ghosts. Just remember that. Okay. So dance, because wow. the only people watching you are ghosts.
0: So you can be like, oh my God, I just, <laughs> I just smoked the wrong end of this cigarette. And who is that guy in the corner?
1: Yeah. <laughs> dance for him. Dance! It's in your soul. Okay. My friend Jeff, not as inclined to alter his mind as I, did not notice anything unusual. I heard voices, footsteps, and mice. Though I never saw one <laughs> mouse or mouse dripping. The wife of the professor downstairs had nightmares, an unusual occurrence for her. They ceased when she posted a drawing of the Indian goddess Tara over the bed. Tara or Tara?
0: I think it's Tara. Okay. But I'm, I'm not
1: sure. Right, you can't take a girl from Oklahoma and give her Tara. <laughs> Tara. I, mean, I think it's Tara. But... <laughs> One night, I was sitting in my room, stoned, and reading the Critiques of Pure Reason. <laughs>
0: Too perfect.
1: That's the best sentence ever. <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel can't. You? Yes. you can't
0: tell me shit, Emmanuel.
1: Mm, yeah. I was on mushrooms and staring at a plant. Really? Were you? This is such a surprise. <laughs> I heard a strange... Go outside. No. No. I, someone once told me they want, They thought that I, that I should... Uh, try. I've never done mushrooms or anything like that mm-hmm. because um, I don't need to alter any more than I'm already you altered. See, you see enough. I see enough. And also, this is how it was described. If you go outside, you're like one with nature and like every blade of grass has feeling and every leaf has an emotion. And I was like, so you want me to take a drug that will make me someone I hate? <laughs> Absolutely not. I am not doing that. Fuck that. Not about having feelings for every blade of fucking grass. I do not have the goddamn time.
0: I do not have the emotional capacity to send that many Christmas cards. No,
1: I am spread thin, motherfuckers. So, back to the story.
0: (laughs) So he was stone uh, and reading the Critique of Pure Reason. Which,
1: right, yes. I mean,
0: it's a good way to do it, it's actually. That's true,
1: actually. I heard a strange grating sound overhead. I looked up and saw the square ceramic plate under the ceiling lamp rotating slowly, counterclockwise. <gasps> Righty tiny, lefty loosey. <laughs> As it turned, it made the grating noise on the rusty threaded metal pipe anchoring anchored to the ceiling on which it hung. I called my skeptical roommate over from his room. He was a bit shaken. Yes, indeed, it rotated. No, there were no windows open or drafts in the room. The plate in question must have weighed two pounds at least. I did another bong hit and went back to reading Kant. Kant? Kant. K-A-N-T. Kant. yeah. Yeah. I'm from Oklahoma. (laughs) Give me a break. Uh, The lamp... Lamp, (laughs) Lamp. What, Dr.
0: Seuss now? Lamp. 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 (laughs) Lamp.
1: Lamp. Vowels are fun. The lamp never rotated again, at least not in my presence. Things got stranger after that. One night around 2 a.m., I was studying, and I suddenly heard my roommate, who had retired about two hours earlier, shouting and screaming in his room. It sounded like he was having an argument with someone. Then there was an enormous crash which shook the entire house. I knocked on his door, the light was off, and it was locked. No answer. I thought Jeff might turn up dead the next day. (laughs) But when he appeared, he claimed to have no recollection whatsoever of the incident. I spoke to the immediately previous resident of the house, the temporary president of the college and president of the American Friends Service Committee, Steve Carey. He and his wife had occupied only the second floor. Aside from the sound of squirrels running in the ceiling, he had witnessed nothing strange and claimed to know nothing unusual about the history of the house. After Christmas vacation, I arrived back at school late at night on December 29th. i had left my keys there, so I climbed a hemlock tree behind the house, walked across the flat roof of an annex, and walked in through a dormer window. I went to my room. The door was closed. Just before I touched the doorknob, there was a loud crash as though someone had thrown his weight against the door. Someone's in there, I thought, scared half to death. I grabbed the doorknob. The door was locked from the inside. Shit! I'd locked my keys in the room. I was not about to spend the night on the floor in the living room, so I climbed back down the tree and crashed at a friend's house. (laughs) The next day, security opened my door. Oh, God. Love it. The door, the keys were there, the window was closed, and everything was in place. The family downstairs said they heard footsteps every night in our apartment while we were away on vacation. They even went upstairs to check, but found no one. That's because you went down the wind out the tree again. (sighs) But that's not every night. That's just one night. These are just the most obvious things. There were plenty of strange vibes and occurrences, some mediated by psychoactive substances, (laughs) others in plain daylight in a normal state of mind. The next year I was away, but stories about the house continued to accumulate. Some Tibetan monks visited the Indian professor and his family. One of them reported being dragged out of bed in his sleep. Others reported nightmares, and one had the impression someone was sitting on his chest trying to suffocate him. The year after that, 1985, 1986, a Tibetan professor himself, an adept, an adept, adept of Buddhism lobs... Oh, God damn it. Lobsang La Lungpa?
0: I don't know.
1: The other (laughs) O- other religions. Occupy <laughs> the second story of the house with his wife. He also had nightmares and awoke to the sensation of being sat upon. A spectral Ooh. face appeared for a moment. Professor Lalungpa did several days of ceremonies and thenceforth... There were no disturbances in the house. In 1991, I finally learned of the probable source of the haunting. I bumped into a former student resident of the third floor apartment where I had lived. He had done a little research into the college's archives and discovered that a professor of mathematics had lived on the second floor in the 1840s. He was caught having an affair with one of his male students... Disgraced, he committed suicide by hanging himself in the room directly below the one where I observed the spinning lamp fixture. Oh. That room was, of course, where the aforementioned nightmares and smotherings had occurred. Oof. Creepy. Creepy. But I love a story that goes with the haunting. I mean, I don't love the story that well, goes with it's, the haunting. But it's nice, to, it's nice, but to, it's have nice a... to have a something to be like, that's what it is.
0: Oh my gosh. Your, your elbow okay? Ow, no, It <laughs> sounded like it hurt. It's like, ah, I'm just uh, confirming. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. Oh,
0: sorry. My That's mind true. is just, my mind's everywhere today. I, we got a new bed.
1: <laughs> we go from the story. And I haven't to... slept
0: in it yet. I just, you're thinking, I'm thinking of sleep paralysis now. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, Man, I, I so want to have sleep paralysis in that bed. Yeah. I mean, not, I don't, let me be clear, because I'm not. Um, uh, yeah. You
1: just want to go to sleep in that bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to have sleep paralysis, I wanted to be in that
1: bed. Yeah, I hope.
0: I don't know. I haven't even slept in it yet. Brandon got one of those uh, Casper mattresses and it seemed appropriate. Yeah, it's true. But it's supposed to be super comfy. So, like, uh, our boy Devin put put it together today and he was like, okay, here we go. And I tried to text him earlier. I'm like, is it is it comfy? He's like, I don't I have a different idea of comfort than most people. So you'll have to <laughs> ask your man when he gets home. And so I'm like, Are you home yet, babe? Is it is, is the mattress comfy? Because I've been How home all day.
1: It? Oh yeah, um, right.
0: Sorry, that was a detour. All um, right. Um,
1: um so <laughs>
0: back to haunted colleges. Yes. Uh this is uh, about a haunted college chapel, and I Ooh. could not find the username for this person. It was uh in the midst of a bunch of other stories, and I I couldn't I was not technologically savvy enough. To find That's the fair. poster. But, it's from, it's from um, the Reddits. Yeah, but I think it was posted about five or six years ago. So uh, mm. I wonder if the person listens. So in 1998, they say, I worked as a security guard at a local Christian college. The first night on the job, I was told it was my responsibility to patrol the campus all night, make sure the main doors were locked, and to make sure that all the lights were off in the chapel and that it was locked by 11 p.m. Standard stuff. So I start out walking around campus getting to know a few students and just feeling everything out. When 11 uh, o'clock came, I went to the chapel and went to the basement first. started. Mm-hmm. Getting to the bottom stairwell door, I realized it wouldn't open. I pushed on it for uh, well, I push on it about four or five times, but the door seems locked, so I go back up and out and go in the back door. The basement is locked down, all lights out, and it's secure. I go over to that stairwell door, and it opens easy for me from the outside. I figured it was just how the door is made. I go back upstairs and go to the stage uh, where the light switches are. I look up and see what looks like a kid in the balcony. I yell for him, but he doesn't answer. I climb the stairs to the balcony, but oddly enough, when I get up there, I can't find him. I get spooked, but I figure it's late, and maybe I'm just seeing shadows. I go back down, cut all the lights, and lock up the chapel. At 3 a.m., I go out for the full campus rounds just to check up on everything. Heading across the quad, I notice that the lights are on in the basement of the chapel as well as the front spotlight. I go to the basement back door and find that it is still locked. I go in, cut the lights, and as soon as I do, I hear a loud bang in the stairwell, a long loud bang. I run in there and up the stairs thinking I'm chasing someone, but there is no one anywhere. I go back down and leave the back door and lock it leave through the back door and I lock it. As I walk around, I notice the spotlight is now off. I check to see if it could be motion control, but quickly found that it was not eh, turning the page. <laughs> Since it was my first night, I decided not to say anything. The second night changed that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I again had weird experiences around the chapel, but on night two, I also hear weird crying sounds in the woods on the north side of the camp. This is hashtag fuck a basement, hashtag fuck the woods. I know,
1: it's hitting all of the It's, spots, it's checking yeah. all
0: the boxes. I ran my flashlight through the trees, but saw nothing. Later that night, I saw two strange hooded teens down on the southwest side, near where the tennis courts are. I tried to get close to them, but it always seemed that they were constantly moving about 20 or 30 yards away from me. No matter how fast I moved, I just couldn't catch up. Hmm. As I kept following them towards the edge of the campus, I heard a student yelling behind me and I jerked my head towards the sound. When I turned back to look for the hooded figures, they are nowhere in sight. Out of breath at this point, I walk back to the quad and sit down on a bench to collect my thoughts. I lied to myself and decided that everything is normal and I'm just not used to staying up so late. <laughs> I love that. It's like, I'm just tired. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, it's, I'm just, my body is just adjusting to these new circadian rhythms. <laughs> um, all my rounds go okay for the next few hours, but at my 3 a.m. walkthrough, I see the, that the lights in the chapel are on again. Mm. I check the doors and windows, but they're all securely locked. I unlock the main door and walk through the foyer and hear what sounds like shuffling coming from the stage. I look I don't see anything at first. So I go behind the curtain to make sure no one's backstaged. Backstage. Backstaged? <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've backstaged me. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever uses that as a verb. Don't make me backstage. Um. You. <laughs> You're giving the spotlight. After making sure it was all clear, I flip all the lights off. In that split second before everything went dark, I suddenly see a group of dark figures in a circle appear on the stage. No. And then total darkness. I like it. I flip the lights back on, but once again, no one is there.
1: Oh, no.
0: I just flipped the lights off again this time without looking. Yeah. <laughs> Locked the door and went back to the quad. Thankfully, the rest of the night was quiet. The next shift I worked, I decided to call and ask the guy who hired me and owned the security company about all the weirdness. He said that one of the other guards would drop by and basically debrief me. The guard who showed up was a 300 pound, pure muscle, (laughs) beast of a man. (laughs) I told him everything and he said, yep, that sounds about right. (laughs) He (laughs) He then proceeded to tell me that everyone who worked there overnight had some experience. He said that the stairwell doors actually do not lock. But then he himself had spent one time 40 minutes locked between floors because they wouldn't budge. He told me that he had thrown all his weight against both doors and they just wouldn't move. And then every time he tried, he would hear crazy laughter in response. He said he had chased what he thought were teens through the downstairs hall (sighs) just to watch them disappear. That another guard had walked in to the chapel and stumbled into what looked like a sacrifice with occult symbols drawn on the stage and had chased off people uh, in cloaks only to find that all evidence had disappeared when he came back after trying to catch them. He also said (sighs) that occult symbols were constantly being found on campus and that it was my job to gather and dispose of them. I nodded in shock, but felt relieved that I wasn't just losing my mind. I continued to have weird experiences on that campus, even though nothing violent ever really happened to me. The atmosphere began to take on an undertone of malevolence. I started to dread every shift. Needless to to say, I didn't remain there long.
1: I bet. The turnover rate must have been insane there. (laughs) Like,
0: welcome to the Christian college. Uh, Just be on the lookout for devil worshipers. (laughs) What a weird (laughs) thing to have told you in an interview. Like, just just so you know.
1: There's a lot of... A devil work here. So, yeah, you know,
0: it was really weird. And it's a true story on, because uh, it reminds me, there's a, a connection, kind of, um, at least in terms of like all the tropes that are being discussed here. I had gone to see my friend um, in college. He went to college about five hours away from here. Mm-hmm. And so I drove up to see him and stayed with him for a week because he and his girlfriend were in this play they really wanted me to see and so I came early and kind of watched them rehearse and stuff and because we, yeah. were, we were drama nerds together and this was after I'd come back from school mm-hmm. and I was living back with my parents so I was like I want something to do so <laughs> yeah. my friend was like well come stay with us yeah. so I did and I, I kind of slept in his dorm uh that week because uh, there was room for me on the floor you know all that good stuff and it was interesting it was a fun time but on the way back uh, like I guess about six, seven days later, I was driving back and it was a long, lonely drive. It's about five hours and there's not a lot. You pass through a lot, a little bitty two horse towns.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, the ones that's like, you've got a gas station that's like named something that doesn't even exist anymore. Like, you know, Gulf gas. You're like, right. that's not a, you know, it's like the old those old Coke machines are out front. I mean, but they still have gas that works. I mean, towns like that. And there's a, there's a point at which you kind of pass around this hill in the lower uh, uh, Texas Hill Country. And I was kind of, and it's this really cool view for a minute because as you rounded the bend, you then come back and there's like this sort of flat land for a little
1: while. Yeah, and the Hill Country
0: great, is yeah. gorgeous. So you have this great view. And I remember this because I made this drive a lot of times to see him. Uh, but this one time I was just, I just started late and so I didn't leave until like maybe three in the afternoon. So it was, or no, excuse me, later than that. So it was really late at night as I was driving down the road and um, there's no lights, nothing, just the sky. And it was a pretty weird moonless night. So it was pretty dark. It's really creepy. I was turning the radio on just to have the company,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> just to feel like
0: I wasn't the only fucking person on earth. Yeah. And uh, I came across a group of people. A rather large group of people, I might add, crossing the street from one side to the, crossing the highway from one side to the other. And they all had little lights, um, like either flashlights. Some of them had like what looked like little, little like glowy lanterns or something. Mm -hmm. And they were all in cloaks, hoods (gasps) and cloaks, just kind of walking across. And I had to like... I saw them and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I had to like kind of jam on my brakes and I stopped a good 20-30 yards from them because I saw I was like, What? I don't know what that is. I thought it was animals at first. And yeah. I guess I could see them from where I was rounding the bend. They just happened to come into view. And I'm, what is that? Crossing the road. That's I just saw dark and just the lights. And, and I was like, what the fuck is that? I just saw all these shapes. I was like, "What animal? That's no animal has lights." Yeah, you know, and so really... I just was like, "Whatever." And I just saw these people across. and I just like stood there for like what seemed like a small eternity, waiting for them to cross. And they crossed, and then there was no one in the road. They were all kind of going off in the fields on the other side, and I got the fuck out there. Yeah. Yeah, because well, I wasn't. See, that's gonna the stay. secret
1: society I want to hear about. What it was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Maybe they were going there to were vote no on who was gonna be nominated next for nicest person in the college. <laughs> <laughs> Still very bitter about that. Um, the I want, secret
0: of the society that's like, they get involved and they send people fruit baskets. Yes. <laughs>
1: Which fruits do we send a pineapple? Always send a pineapple. Um,
0: <laughs> it's just a beautiful. It's
1: beautiful, it's, yeah, it's the, it gives you the height. Um, there was one time. This wasn't college, but I was with a friend, and we were driving. It's the same thing. Small kind of town. We had to stop and get gas, and we. It was night, and we go up, and it was just starting to get dark, right? Yeah. And uh, parked, and this huge old pickup truck comes barreling in, and like I have to get out of the like the, the parking lot because they just come, and then they bump over. <laughs> the curb hop out and it's these good old boys whatever they're having a good time and it's just really eerie Mm. and um I go inside go to the restroom whatever it was we were doing and get some snacks and leave and the woman that was, was inside had been outside she went inside once I went in and then when I was done she came outside and uh I look around she's like hey, and I turn around and she's already smoking a cigarette like she had been right before we got there. It was real fast. And I was like, hey, and she's like, y'all going to the fair tonight? And I was like, the fair? And she was like, yeah, they got to... A- carnival fair up the road, everybody's going, y'all should go, it's a good time. And immediately I was like, Wait. and this is the beginning of a horror movie that I will not be part of. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? She, I was like, it's down the road. And she was like, yeah, yeah, it's just down. You got to go here and here and here. And I was like, and I asked her, like double checked the direction to make her think I was going
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: got in the car oh. and I was like, we are fucking leaving here right now. That's
0: creepy as fuck. It was
1: such a, haunted, were, It was.
0: they were going to kill you. Def- I was going to be sacrificed to like, yeah. something bad. Oh. Yeah. It's a
1: good time. You should go. You should go. It's I'm a good time. Going. Just don't up the like road. It. I did not like it and I did not go.
0: I'm glad you didn't because now you're here and you probably wouldn't be. No.
1: And it was like, you know, I, I lived in a small town. I know... That's wrong. You can invite people to stuff, but there was just something off you about it. Yes. You got to listen to your gut. happens.
0: you got to listen to your gut. My
1: gut said, "Run away!" #Hashtag Run away! <laughs>
0: Thinking, Run away! Yes, Fuck, no.
1: <sighs> no, no, no. Okay, so next. Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is. Oh. We'll
1: get into more creepy stories. Um, fire alarm posted by Flame Stamp. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want it. that tickles me. It's good. Flame stamp. Flame
1: stamp. stamp. <laughs>
0: and it's the way you say is it.
1: Too. Is it a stamp of a flame? Or is it a stamp that is a flame? Or is it a stamp that's in the shape of a flame? Like, is it like a lick? stamp? Or is it stamp? somehow all of the above? Is it a postage stamp that has a flame on it?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: I like to think that flame it's a stamp. stamp of a flame. Anyway.
0: <laughs> the weirdest job ever.
1: But if you stamp it in oil and then light it, then it's a flame stamp. A flame. Mind blown. You're welcome.
0: Mine set a fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it maybe it has been a long day. We'll see. Okay. Long... <laughs> so we never,
0: oh my god, Jamie, we never said the title of the episode.
1: Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh fuck it! There's still time.
1: There is still time. We'll say it right now.
0: We're call- It's called them, them apples. apples.
1: <laughs> it's from Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill says it.
0: <laughs> he says it when the, the the asshole in the pub yeah. is like trying to like hold court with all the all the people and how smart he is, and he's mm-hmm. like, uh, he's, I, I, he
1: says, "Do you he, like apples? Do you and the like guy's apples? apples? He's like, yeah." yeah. And he's
0: like, "Well, I got her number. How do how you like, like them apples?" apples? <laughs>
1: I just felt like we that's felt pretty great. much the college experience. How, yeah, how do you like them apples? Because kind of. that's college,
0: and I just consider all these ghost stories to be apples our little apples, our little bushel well, of uh, apples we're bushel. telling today.
1: Uh, okay, so anyway, that's our title. That's our title.
0: Sorry, <laughs> not a moment
1: too soon. Thank you. It's not the first time we've forgotten the title, one time we forgot it completely.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. You guys, it's hard to do a podcast,
1: right?
0: especially, you to think. especially when it's haunted.
1: I know, you can't be linear when you're haunted. No, it's impossible. All right, flame stamp. Sorry, <laughs> Flame stamp! A flame. Uh, my college <laughs> was on a big plot of land that had been the location of two mansions. The first was built as a retreat for a silver miner who had hit hard times and eventually died. The next owner had renovated the building, wiring it for electricity while he was in England. Shortly before his family had returned, there was a short in the new wiring and the building burned. They built a replacement on the same foundations, lived there for years, even burying a couple of kids on, of their kids on the ground. that's important to specify. Mm-hmm. Just random children they buried on their grounds. That's awkward. Um, eventually, the husband died and his survivors moved away and the grounds and the mansion sat vacant until the college moved in. My roommate was fascinated with the history and the supposed haunting. One night, he announced that he had brought a video baby monitor and wanted to set it up on the top floor where most, where the most hauntings were reported. That baby monitor—it could come haunted. You don't know. It's a fucking baby monitor. They're
0: so creepy as it is.
1: uh um, yeah. The and the ring doorbell. I don't need to know all this shit that's going on. It's it's too much. It's too much. We were one floor down. <laughs> Can't.
0: It's um, creepy. It's just I, every video I've ever seen. Yeah, of a baby monitor like YouTube, and the thing is like that's oh god, okay, cool, and awesome. You can you're looking on your baby, and that awful fucking demon that's hovering over the crib,
1: or the baby looks like a demon because of the way the camera is. I, know, I don't right? like it. Right? Mm. So,
0: like we have apps on our phones that can make us look like fucking unicorns, but babies still look like demons and monitors.
1: There's a lesson there. <sighs> uh, <laughs> sorry, we were one floor Back down. To flame stamp. Yes, flame, flame stamp. stamp. Haunting mostly on the top floor. That's where they're going to put the devil baby monitor. We were one floor down watching a video feed and saw absolutely nothing. For the better part of an hour, my ADD started kicking in hard, and I was focusing more and more on a photograph on the wall of the original house burning down. I complained to my roommate about it, and he tells me to ignore it, which I can't do. (laughs) I decide that I'm going to turn it around at the very least. Mm. I get that. At my friend's house that I stay with in New Mexico, Mm -hmm. she has these three pictures that I think are famous of some sort, and they creep the living shit out of me. Okay. I have to cover them up. It's it's an older woman, it's photography, and, sh- and it's black and white, and there's like an older guy in one, and an older guy in another, and an older woman in another, and they're just looking at the camera, and it's like there's something in those photos. And <laughs> I
0: don't there's, like it. There's an eve.
1: Yeah, so I I normally will cover them up with something. Oh, yeah. They creep me out. So
0: Oh, my mother has a whole wall of photographs like that. And they're just, all relatives. I would cover Going them. Going back to his it, the dawn of photography, she was able to find these things. And they're all creepy because no one's smiling because they didn't. Is that smile. in the
1: room of the dolls?
0: Um yes, oh, it's God. also the room of the dolls. <laughs> and, and all of them. All the men in that, in the family, in those family photos look like the creepy neighbor from Home Alone. Oh, no. All of them. It's just not a welcoming room.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Mm,
0: I don't like it. But mom likes
1: it. Well, I'm glad it makes her happy. (laughs) as my fingers touch the frame a horrible shriek comes from the monitor and the picture flickers wildly for 10 seconds all we can do is stare then we go to open the door and check upstairs before we can turn the handle the same spine chilling sound comes from the hallway we have no choice go out and realize that horror show is the fire alarm going off Since we're not supposed to be in the building in the first place, we are afraid that the answer to the question, who you going to call, is now 911, not (laughs)
0: Ghostbusters.
1: (laughs) We run up to the top floor, throw everything into a duffel bag, the fire alarm strobing and crying the whole time, and exercise great restraint in not running at top speed out of the building. We get to the ground floor, which is beautifully appointed and had been rented out for a bar mitzvah. And most importantly, not experiencing the burning building bug out because there is no trace of the fire alarm. Weird. <laughs> Talking to security later on, of course concealing the exact reasons for my curiosity, I discovered that there was no record or indication of an alarm and there was no way for it to go off in sectors. It went off. If it went off anywhere in the building, it would go off
0: everywhere. Yeah, that's how it works.
1: Ooh. See, baby Nancy monitors, like, don't like, do it.
0: it. <laughs> baby
1: monitors. But I mean, if you have a story about a creepy baby monitor and you can show us that video, we would love to see it. I just am not going to have any in my house.
0: Well, you no know babies, so you don't need
1: them. No, but some, babies you know, people do it for dogs or... That's true. Yeah, I've That's seen, true. again, too That's many of the ring right. when, like, front door things, creepy shit in the front door... Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. It was like,
0: a, like a, the YouTuber would like so much the nukes top five. He yes. did like a what am I it was really funny and terrifying, but he did a a uh, the doorbell. Cam. Yeah. Uh, breakdown or like top five or ten, mm-hmm. whatever creepy ones, and one of them was like, poor man just goes to like ring the doorbell and there's a fucking rattlesnake in the mailbox. Bit him in the face. Bit him in the goddamn face. Yes,
1: no, thank you. There's it's all the one captured
0: on the door cam, on the doorbell cam. Yeah,
1: I think it's that one too, where the woman is le is she's going to do laundry and she hears someone yeah. h- crying for help or sh- screaming for help, and it
0: yeah, she
1: it's... ends up calling the police and they come out and she shows them the video and they're like, like yeah, that's I don't something, to... but but it had to have come from the wall or something. Yeah. and there's super nothing creepy. on the other side yeah. of the wall.
0: Really creepy. That one got me. And it's creepy because it sounds like someone, it's not, a, it's not a cry for help so much. It sounds like someone kind of mumbling weakly. Yeah. Like going, Haley, yeah, help right. me. And she's like looking around like, what the fuck? Her reaction is super yes. real because she's like, what the fuck? It's got that.
1: And then she. it's that, I'm going to go ahead and go in here anyway and do I'm what I'm going to.
0: laundry. Uh, do yeah, I
1: have uh, a yeah. laundry. And then the other one that really... Really, it's the real life. There's a couple, actually. There's one where the guy goes up and he pretends to have a conversation. So it's like he lost a bet and he has to go like talk to somebody at the door. And there's someone
0: waiting at the car. Yes. And it's like, like,
1: he's He's making it seem to the car that he is talking to somebody. mm -hmm. And he walks away and he's like, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, like it's all recorded. And he's like, no, no, okay, have a good night or whatever. And he walks away and it's like, what is happening there? I just want to know the story. And then the other one is the guy that licks the fucking doorbell.
0: That licks the doorbell? Yes. I didn't see that one. Holy
1: shit, Michael. What? He yes.
0: Licked? I didn't see that one. I don't he think goes, that was in like the uh, same compilation. Oh my God.
1: No, it's pro- probably not, but I've seen it on a couple. Of this guy goes up to the doorbell and licks it for three hours. Three hours? Yes.
0: <laughs> I was prepared to yes. shudder when you said three minutes. And when you said hours, three I
1: just... hours. And he'll make eye contact with, the, like, camera. So it's like he knows the camera is there. Why? I don't know. Why is he doing it? I don't know.
0: For three hours? How can you do that for three hours and not have someone in the neighborhood be like, that motherfucker's licking that doorbell. Uh, we should call someone.
1: Yeah. I don't, because it's the middle uh, of the night. But- and also it's that, it's the nighttime, like, oh, camera. Creepy, it's, like, so it's
0: like, um, night vision thing. So His eyes are all glowing. glowing. Yeah. Ah!
1: It's really creepy, but because it was so clear, they it was really easy to spot him and they arrested we, him for we have
0: the doorbell licker. Yeah, he licks the doorbell or the, or the camera,
1: the doorbell, and looks at the camera. So he's like, The doorbell's on the side, and he's like, ah, 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 But while looking at the camera, oh my I mean, god, he doesn't make that noise.
0: <laughs> you, he might have,
1: you're right, he may have. It,
0: in three hours, you're gonna be bored, you yeah, gotta make something, you gotta keep it's, yourself interested really what? disturbing. Who gets up in the morning and's like, you know what I'm going to do today? Things to do today. Right.
1: On you my list. Buy
0: new socks, get the oil changed in my car, mm-hmm. stand on this person's front porch and lick their goddamn doorbell and wink at their doorbell cam for three fucking hours. Yeah. Jamie. And
1: that's why it hasn't left me. <laughs> <laughs> it really. I'm
0: picturing it in my head, not having seen it. and I know I'm going to watch it. Oh, I'll show it to you later. Even worse.
1: Yeah. It's Fuck yeah!
0: Can we get let's get back to something right. that's terrifying? All right, ghosts. Um,
1: <laughs> You're next. I think that's so a much, last story. People
0: are so much more frightening when they're alive. It's so true. Um, this is a, just a, a selection of ghosts uh, oh. from a college in Savannah, Georgia, and it was posted by someone that goes by the name Apache Gold. Um, sounds oh, like
1: I'm going to Savannah next yeah. year. Oh, it's it's so in an cool. M month. I think May. I think that's when it is. Nice. Super excited. Nice. Nice!
0: Um, Apache Gold says, keep in mind I go to school in Savannah, Georgia, which is supposedly one of the most haunted cities in the country. That's what I hear. Uh, Oh, it is. It fucking is. Also, both of my dorms... uh, both the dorms I'm talking about in these stories are renovated hotels. The first one was more of a motel, so separated uh, so separated buildings with second floors, and the hallways are outside with railings. The second building has six floors, and the hallways are also outdoors with railings. There weren't many stories such as murders and all that in the first building, but the second building gets stops on the tourist ghost tours to talk about how fucking haunted it is. I'll right. go from the least creepy to the creepiest, you know. To build suspense. And that sounds
1: great. That sounds like a good idea. Story
0: of the first. <gasps> Sophomore year, dorm hooker, heels, and marble story.
1: <laughs> Love it. That's the best title.
0: <laughs> this story is from my most recent quarter at school. I live on the sixth floor um, of the building I mentioned above. Uh and my girlfriend lives on the fifth floor, right under me, just one down.
1: Well, how uh, convenient. One floor,
0: two doors down, one floor below. The sixth floor is supposedly the most haunted because of room six. 34. Mm. When the dorms were a hotel back in the day, the story goes, a hooker and her young uh, young son lived there. They couldn't afford it.
1: Sex worker.
0: Mm, Sex worker, true. They couldn't afford to live there so the uh, drunken landlord would take sex from her as payment. She would always send the kid off somewhere so he wouldn't see. The son thought it was some sort of hide-and-seek game, hid for a bit and played with a set of marbles. His mom gave him as a present, yada, yada, yada. Well, the last time this happened, the landlord was drunker than he'd ever been. So she told her son to go and hide. The landlord was getting really touchy-feely, and she wasn't digging it, tried to stop him. He killed her in a rage.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: The son would hide in different places every time, so this last time he went to the roof of the building, but as a little kid wouldn't know, the roof doors locked behind them. Mm. The kid died on the roof. <gasps>
1: oh. The
0: story is that you can hear marbles on your ceiling every once in a while, and you can also hear the hooker's heels in the hallways behind you or on the ceiling if you're on the fifth floor. Sex. floor. Sorry. (laughs) I'm just using their words. I know, I know. Um, Trying to preserve the voice of the author. Uh, About the time of the end of the quarter, I was in my girlfriend's room before class, which was about 11 a.m. Her neighbors upstairs, who are two doors down from me, always make a ton of noise, so we usually didn't think much about it, Uh, but we heard the distinct sound of heels walking around. We joked about it and let it go. Later that day, I saw the kid outside of his room and thought it, I'd ask him just to see what happened. He's talking about the, the dorm mate. Or mm-hmm. the, yeah, the neighbor. He said no one in his room was wearing heels that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also hear heels all the time when I'm in my bathroom. It sounds like they're from the hall, but my roommate who's uh, closer to the hallway didn't hear a thing. I also hear marbles on my ceiling all the time. Ooh. Story the second. Freshman year <laughs> dorm room Netflix disaster. Around the end of the second quarter of this our freshman year. This just sounds like year, a sad story. Right. <laughs> I know. Um, Netflix and not so chill. Around the end of second quarter of my freshman year. <laughs>
1: Netflix and freak out!
0: <laughs> my roommate and I fell asleep watching Netflix on our Xbox. My roommate woke me up in the middle of the night because the Netflix was going through movies by itself. We looked at sure. both of the controllers, which weren't in our reach and all at all, and they were both completely off. I thought it was just a glitch, but instead of a steady click noise going through the movies at a constant rate, it was stopping on certain ones, clicking them, and then going back to the menu to do it all over again with Mm. different movies and shows. Sounds like your Netflix account was hacked. Um,
1: (laughs) But you wouldn't see that. By a ghost. Yeah, you wouldn't see that if it was...
0: Yeah, true, true. Uh... Third story, the freshman year dorm room chair story. Ooh. It was around midterms and my roommate and I were up late working on projects till about two or three a.m. At this point in the year, we were still new to the whole dorm life thing and we're trying to keep the room as neat as possible. I love like, you can tell they were new because they still, they still cared about the condition of the room. Um, <laughs> so we would push our chairs into the drafting tables before we'd go to sleep. We finally go to our beds, turn out the lights and go to sleep. We heard footsteps outside our hallway, but only by our door, going back and forth. No shadows were going past our blinds, which was a little weird. We shrugged it off and went to sleep, only to wake up in the morning with my roommate's desk chair in the middle of the room, facing his bed.
1: Ew, like a spirit was watching him while he slept. Um, Why does the spirit need to sit down, like?
0: I don't feel like the spirit is sleeping, I I feel like, well, sitting down, I feel like the when there's a chair, it's like the earlier story with the chair just kind of hanging out in mm-hmm. the front door. It's like it's like the spirit saying Have a seat. We need to talk.
1: (laughs) We need a. We have a conversation. Yeah.
0: Sorry. There's just you're really loud. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: If you see a lot of chairs, it's take several seats. We need a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. This is gonna
0: be a long night. (laughs) I've invited some of my friends, and we've all written letters.
1: Strongly Um, worded. (laughs) Ghostly letters.
0: So this is uh, apparently the creepiest of the stories. Uh, Apache Gold has to share about okay. Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, story four, the sophomore year phantom car story. Ooh. During the last week of school at my latest quarter, my roommate and I step downstairs for a cigarette around 2 a.m., take a break from our final projects. We walk downstairs, see the security guard and no one else. We walk outside where there's a driveway slash parking lot type thing for people to pull up and pick people up or drop them off. There was absolutely no one outside and no cars on the road, obviously because it was 2 a.m. on a Wednesday. The only thing we saw was a black Honda, probably uh, from 2000, pull up to the door right as we walked outside. We didn't think anything of it because it was just a car. We assumed it was someone's ride. We were out there for probably 10 minutes at the most and didn't notice anyone get out of the car or anyone get in. Keep in mind, it pulled up to the door right as we walked outside. We still didn't think much of it as we were walking in. I go inside first and hit the elevator button as my roommate is standing in awe in the doorway. I was confused and he said, "Uh, get over here. (laughs) (laughs) I walked over and he said, there's no one in this car. Mm -hmm. I looked into the only semi-tinted windows and saw the whole driver's seat and steering wheel and all the other empty seats in the car. And then it drove off. (gasps) (laughs) No, no. No. That's... one somebody was just like... It's one of them fancy down. new Ubers.
1: Ugh.
0: That's fucked up. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. The phantom car. What the fuck was it? What? the what, what? Savannah, Georgia, you scary. What,
1: and what? It's a very random...
0: College is a stressful time. It is stressful. <laughs> it is a stressful
1: time. For more than one reason. Because there yeah. are, are ghosticles right.
0: everywhere. Oh, shit.
1: What? Well, Did you I, have any ghost stuff when you were in school?
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes, there was. Uh, there was apparently the stage, um, not the stage, the studio. Rather, was it was kind of a little amphitheater style, but it was more of a studio. It only seated about twenty. Uh, they mm. could watch you, but there was a lamp theater a, stu- a little stage space, like a raised stage in the middle of it, where uh, one of the grand pianos it was like a Fazioli grand, which is a really large grand piano. It's okay. got an extra half octave on the other end, and it's just massive. It's the it's like the size of a car, so it took up this whole space. And did
1: it drive off? <laughs>
0: Yes, and there was no one sitting, there was at, no the one sitting at the keyboard. Oh, no, no.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but no, uh, we would be. It was. It actually a couple times we'd be sitting there taking a lecture because that's also where the we'd get a lecture, and um, there'd be no one sitting at the piano because it wasn't anyone's turn to go up and and perform or give their piece, and uh, you'd hear the sound of someone clearly raking their fingers across the strings
1: inside mm. the body of the piano,
0: which is a big fucking no no. Uh, you're not supposed to do that because it's bad. It's really bad. It's a good way to the the oils in your fingers can mm-hmm. corrode um, the metal over time. And so like it like apparently the teacher or whoever was um, one of the guys, uh, one of the male teachers that was there to kind of uh, his specialty was in the music of Chopin and that era. Mm-hmm. And so he came to talk to us and he'd get really mad whenever that sound. He was like, what is what is that? <laughs> Every now and again, and that's the creepiest thing. And then we'd have students that would say they would like hear music, you know, instruments and stuff playing. Um, you know, yeah. uh, there was a harpsichord in one of the st- one of the little recording studios down at the end of this long hallway that people could hear being plucked, which is mm. a really weird. It's a, it, harpsichords have a very distinct sound, but yeah. stuff like that. I mean, nothing like as far as I know. There was no stories attached to the place. The spookiest thing about that fucking school was the curriculum. <laughs> it was rough. There was the Rough, horse. rough, rough. There was the But horse. I do remember... I, the I demon know, horse. The demon horse. Oh, yeah. You know, they didn't really tell us anything about the demon horse.
1: No, it was just creepy.
0: Um... With the the anything, statue. Yeah, out there? The statue. But yeah, what, what the fuck is about? What is with that horse? It's it never made creepy. sense to me. It's like this it's like the horse outside the fucking airport in uh Sacramento. It's like, why? <laughs> Who? Well, the
1: one outside the one in Denver is the same artist.
0: Denver, that's the one I'm talking yeah. about. Not not Sacramento.
1: Well, and that um it was his thing. Is it the same? It's, it's, it's the this, same artist. It's the same artist, yeah. You know what happened to that artist.
0: Yeah, right? he the, the fucking head of the thing the fell off of, yeah. and killed so him.
1: It's a much smaller horse and O.U.'s kid. I never
0: made that connection that it was the um, same, um, same artist. But it's it
1: it's not blue. Uh, but it was it had red eyes, and we were always like, "Oh, there's a demon horse now outside the theaters <laughs> so because weird. the music and the theater are right next to each other. They're mm-hmm. just across the street from each other, and so and then there were practice rooms on the other side. Um, and so, <laughs> there the demon horse was there, and it was always very creepy, very creepy. Just to, it didn't matter if it was day or night. It just it was unnerving. Yeah, it and looked it was, like
0: it looked like the hor- It looked like the horse from like the headless horseman, like it yes. looked like you know it needed just someone to be on it. In fact, um, didn't they used to dress it up for Halloween? Didn't they used to put like a dummy on there?
1: I don't know. With they a jack o' lantern. If they're not doing that, they sh- they should. I
0: can't remember. I wasn't but there long enough. But they
1: did one for those who don't know in in uh, Denver at uh, the Denver, Colorado. There's this giant blue horse statue, same mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Giant, it's rearing back, and they were putting it together because obviously he didn't just it all together like
0: it's it's in pieces it's it's like a couple stories or more tall
1: yeah so he they were putting this giant head (laughs) onto this giant horse and they dropped it onto the artist and the artist was killed by his own sculpture yeah by the head of the horse and uh, by the headless horse. By the headless horse.
0: <laughs> by the head of the headless horse.
1: And then he became the headless horseman.
0: Oh, oh. I know
1: it's bad. <laughs> but we do hear that we have to do the Denver airport at some point, so we will do that.
0: We should. There's apparently a lot of like yeah. weird, like shit about it. A whole I don't bunch know of how stuff. much is true. But we'll see. But we'll
1: see. But that's see. that's fun. Did you have any weird time. stuff happen to you at the college? In college, yeah, and, the, the, the theater, the library, the, the theaters In well, the theater, were, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Library. I don't have anything. I'm trying. To, I did have. I know there was stuff at dorms. We'll have to talk to Renee about that. I,
0: I went to remember. Collin College briefly for about a year after I came back from Oklahoma, just to just to get back in school. That's when I wanted to get back into acting, so I took a drama course. And that stage, the black box theater, mm-hmm. was, had an energy to it, and yeah. the, there, was seat, there was a seat that would always like thump down and go back up all the time yeah. all the fucking time yeah. and our teacher Gail would just be like oh yes thank you for joining us like she would always like address it
1: right <laughs> just acknowledge it and then we'll move on yeah, yeah because whoo it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah every theater it's science we've already said it <laughs> can't help it can't help it well but as yeah. stressful
0: as Ooh. college can be we hope Ooh. telling some ghost stories has made it a little a at little least giving you a vent
1: that's right next week we'll be back to the history for the yes. colleges we got two More weeks to go, or three. I can't remember. Three. Three. So, we've got some more colleges. Send us your ghost stories from your university and colleges. Um, You can send those to (laughs) ghoulintentions.com.
0: Do you smell burnt toast? I don't. Okay, good.
1: I was about to say the email and then I was like, that's not what I'm saying right now. Um social medias, follow us on the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebook pages. Um, we'll update you on stuff there. Yes. And let's see what else. Is there anything else? T shirts. Oh, for those of t-shirts. you that came out
0: to Minneapolis this past weekend. Yes, watch thank the you so much. It was so, thank you.
1: So good to see everyone.
0: Uh, it's fucking awesome. Yes. You guys, we have the best, coolest fans. We do. We, we got to do more live shows, we Jamie. Do. We got to do li- I more know. live
1: shows. I agree.
0: Make, let's make it happen. Let's do
1: it. Um, and uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. So, everybody, remember
0: it's, it's okay, okay to sleep, to sleep with, with the, the lights, lights on.
1: on.